0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Cookies and Cream. Uh, My name is Raymond Hernandez, joined by Isaac Thompson. And today we are talking about pansy Christianity. And uh, we got sparked by something that Isaac will, um, I guess, let you know about here later in the episode. But the verse I want to base this off of is Mark 8, 35 to 38. And this is where Jesus is talking about, you know, whoever desires to... Save their life for their own sake will actually lose it, but if you lose your life for Jesus's sake, then he will then you'll save it basically. And the important part is verse 38, and it says this: where for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, uh, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father. With the holy angels. So, in other words, if you're ashamed of God here on earth, if you're scared to say, you know what, I believe in Jesus, that I am uh, saved, born again, that I live for Him, that if you can't say that on earth and in heaven, when it comes to the glory of His Father and His holy angels, then He's not going to speak on your behalf, basically, that you're on your own. You decided to reject me on earth, so I'm going to reject you in heaven. So, Isaac, I know you had this idea, you got sparked by something that you saw, if you just want to tell us more about that. Yeah, so what's
1: up, everybody? Uh, My name is Isaac Thompson. This idea was sparked by a friend of mine. He sent a text to a group message, and it was a video of uh, some guy. I've never seen this guy, but he was a Christian, and he was on, I think, Fox News. They were talking about what's happening in America right now and uh, all the protests, all the, you know, just the crazy stuff that's happening. And he came out, and he was saying, like, he was so passionate about what he believed, and uh, he's a Christian. And he was saying, we can't conform to mob rule. And he was just so passionate about it just going on. He was talking about God. He was talking about us conforming, and, and we can't no matter what. It just sparked in me a idea, and I was like, man, like, are people really that passionate about jesus are people really that passionate about christianity and this whole idea was sparked by that you know i'm preaching to myself with this also but i believe that pansy christianity is one of the things that is hurting christians so much right now because we we feel like we can't overstep our our bounds we have to conform and we have to uh accept people and accept everybody and that's just not what christianity is about one of my first uh points when I was kind of researching this is I saw a video and it was saying philosophy of religion is not just believing whatever your parents taught you and that struck me like just so hard because like a lot of times if you're born in Christianity like you don't have that foundation of discovering God for yourself you know your parents were in church your whole life you were born in church you know nothing else it's important for us to find that, find that reference point in our lives. Just find that point where you truly believe in God and you have no questions. Uh, I mean, not no questions, but you have no reservations about like, ah, is God real? Is God not? And so I thought that was really, um, important to point out just a side note, I guess, to parents, if you're listening, curiosity is good in your kids. Don't shoot them down for having questions. You know, you want to guide them to the truth in in Jesus and God. Uh, I remember I was talking to Pastor Garrett King from the Tucson Church, and he was I had I had some question. I forgot exactly what it was, but he was telling me in a loving and kind way. He he was basically telling me the answer and he was giving me references like, oh, read this book, read that book. And even on that point, you have to be careful, kids, parents, whatever, whatever you are, you have to be careful with what you research. I would say that whenever you're looking at things, whenever you're researching things, to really be careful because there's some things out there that will mess you up mentally. You have to vet certain things you look up. You talk to pastor, talk to another brother, like it's a good idea to get A couple of guys, a couple of girls uh, looking at the same thing and, you know, kind of conversing on it and seeing like, "Is, is this really good? Is this bad? Is this is this crazy? But that was my first point in just stating that just because your parents believe a certain way and taught you something, you have to find it for yourself or your Christianity will always be at a level base. It'll never grow. I think that's just super important. That you have to come to that conclusion where you finally understand for yourself why we do what we do, why uh, you believe in certain things. So.
0: Well, it makes sense because I mean, you said if you, if say your kids do have questions and they come up, well, like in science, when you're in class or when you're going and pursuing something, you have questions that you want to answer, and the only way to figure them out is if you ask questions, if you try to figure things out, and. I guess you as a parent or if um, someone that's older, supervising someone that's younger, you know, they have the questions because they're growing up. They don't understand everything. And you know what? Sometimes youth or sometimes people just think that they have all the answers. And you tell them, look, you're going to figure things out the hard way. The questions bring you either closer to God or in some cases they can take you farther from God. And it just depends on what questions you're asking. But it comes to that point where you finally make the decision, this is what I believe. This is what I'm committed to. I did my study, did my res- uh, research, and this is my belief now. And if you can't come up with that backbone, then you're just going to be doing whatever someone else is telling you to do. With As a Christian or as someone that's worldly is not something that we really say you should strive for. Yeah, You need to be who you are. You need to be dedicated to what you believe in because if not, you're going to be like lukewarm. And exactly. it says in the Bible, I don't know if you're on the right or to the left, you're in the middle, then I'll vomit you up. And of course, no one wants to be the vomit on the floor. That's yeah. the most disgusting part. But still, yet if you can't come to that conclusion of asking those questions, coming to godly answers, talking to people that you trust, you believe, that have done their own research as well, yeah, then you won't have that backbone. And I remember when talking to my parents, figuring out how they got saved, what their whole background was and stuff like that i remember them telling me you know what when we got saved our family rejected us my dad said that when he went to the church he got converted that his that my grandpa said that if you're going to go to that church you're no longer welcome in this house if you're going to serve god that way we're catholics this is what we believe in but if you're going to conform to that then then you're kicked out don't come back here And my dad had to make that decision to say, you know what, I serve God, this is what I believe in, I got saved in this church, Uh, this is what they're teaching me, and I I trust in what they're telling me, so then then he made that choice, you know what, I'm going to serve God, I did the research, God changed me, I answered an altar call, and something's changed in my life, so now I'm going to serve God, same thing with my mom, she got rejected by her family, got pushed away, got pushed out, but she still made that decision, and a lot of People that grew up in church, not only in our church, but any church. I mean, me and you, we never had to make that call to our parents and say, you know what? I'm going to serve God no matter what. I mean, my parents are saved. We, they, we attend the same church. But still, I believe now if I had to make that decision to say, you know what? I'm going to serve God even if they backslide, which I don't think they will or ever will. I hope not. But if they decide to backslide, I'm not going to follow them because I know I got truly converted. God touched my life. And you know what? A lot of Christians have that uh, belief, where or that that thought. You know what? God came here to make everything equal. That everything yeah. is going to be fine. That Jesus came here to bring peace, make sure everything is everyone's covered for love,
1: yeah, joy
0: for all. It doesn't. And you know what? He does love everyone. And I believe there is eventually going to be um, peace for everyone, but. Not right now. And the mm-hmm. whole reason why I say that, and I premise is, is off the Bible again on Matthew 10, 34 to 36. Think about this. What he says, this is Jesus talking, and it says in verse 34, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies against Will be those in his own household. So right there. God said you know. I did not come to bring peace. No I come to bring division. To see do you really truly believe in me. Are you going to trust in me. Do what I tell you to do. Or are you going to be like a pansy Christian. And conform to this world like you're saying.
1: Yeah exactly. Yeah what I think of is. You have a choice. You know you have a. Hardcore choice. One or the other. Do you believe that. God came to, you know, pamper you and just make your life easier and like, oh, yeah, I'll get to heaven. Or do you believe that God is the God of heaven and earth and he came to save you and to save others? Because there's two different thoughts. Like in the church, there is there's churches where it's all about love. It's all about how you feel. It's all about what God can do for you but that's not what Christianity is. Christianity has those elements, obviously, but the main premise that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins was for you to come to a decision, and that decision point is so often left on the back burner because Christians are not willing to stand up and fight for those decisions. They would rather fight and say, we need to Ex, uh, include everybody, and we need to coexist, and and that's just not Christianity, you know. Like that's not the true form of Christianity.
0: Yeah, that's Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and light. The way is through me." Yeah, and if you can't deal with that fact, then I I can probably honestly say like you have to question what you believe in. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're gonna conform and be like, yeah, let's coexist, have everyone together, then you have no boundaries. You have no have no convictions and they have to be your convictions because you know what there's rules our church has rules people believe in rules but you know what rules are made to be broken right these rules can only go so far and if you don't want to follow them then you won't follow them you get punished and stuff like that but if it doesn't really matter to you then it doesn't matter we have prisons full of people that are breaking the rules but if it's your own conviction yeah. Like if it's something that personally deals with you, like for me, like I have a conviction against drinking soda. Mm-hmm. And you can ask anybody yeah. how I feel about drinking soda. Yeah, I will you tell you, no, soda. I would rather probably die of thirst than drink soda. Yeah, And that's my conviction. That's right. something that I hold fast to that. This is what I believe in. And you know what? People may seem that like, wow, that's weird. Why don't you like soda? It tastes good. People like the burn as it goes down. All this stuff, but still, it's my conviction. That's what I believe in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it if you don't, if you truly don't understand, I mean, if you truly understand what you believe, then you will back it up with everything you got, and you won't allow someone to trample your beliefs. That analogy that you love, that you don't drink soda, right? Yeah. If I asked you why, I'm sure you have your reasons. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, I don't like soda. Well, why? Well, I don't know. I just don't like it. Like that's not how belief works. Because then I could easily be like, well, that's not a reason, you know. And if you don't understand the reason, you do something, then how do you back it up?
0: So let me, you let, know, let me stop you right there. So say you're talking to someone that says they ask, why don't you say for example, why don't you have a TV? Right. like like a youth person or right. someone that's younger in our in our in our church. If you're in ministry, we like you not to have a TV to be watching stuff. If if you ask someone that's just barely gotten saved, you, why don't you have a TV? And they tell you, well, I don't know. That's just what our church rules has. That's that's something that they say we can't have. Yeah. And someone confronts that. Is that a bad thing? Is that is that a bad thing when someone comes up to you and says, Well, why don't you have a TV?
1: No, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you have to know why though. Like you have to understand the reasons why. So you yeah. So in you other know? words,
0: you have to have those questions to do your research to say, this is why I don't have a TV. Yeah. So re- yeah. So those as you were saying at the beginning. I'm just trying to tie it all together. Is that if those those questions arise, or if people don't challenge you on what you believe in, then you're like, well, I just believe in whatever they're telling me. If they tell me to do this, then that's why I believe it. But you have to make those knowledgeable questions to understand this is why i don't have a tv they have junk on the tv um there's all these kind of sexual things on a tv they say all these bad words on a tv there's all these things that is polluting my body polluting my mind i could be reading a book learning an instrument i can be putting my ability to good use instead of sitting on a couch just watching a tv
1: yeah exactly and you have to know why you do certain things like even in our church like the whole TV issue. When our church started that rule, I don't know who it was. Like, I don't maybe Pastor Mitchell. It was, like,
0: it was remember um, Pastor Stevens. Pastor Stevens is our pastor for our church. Pastor Mitchell is the founder of our fellowship. Mm-hmm. And so he said that he went to a hotel room, right? And it was with all these other pastors long time ago, long long time ago. First, and they had a TV and they put in a movie and all these pastors are there watching it watching this movie and he said at one point came i guess a dirty scene so the pastor one of the pastors got up and said hey let me fast forward this part it's not a good part right and pastor mitchell was there and he got came to the conclusion this man already saw this movie so he knew so he when knew. this part was going to be bad to fast forward it and that's when he got the revelation and it clicked saying well if you knew that then i shouldn't be watching this I exactly Have this in my life if it's going to pollute me. Yeah. So that's why he said, if you're going to be in ministry, I expect you to keep yourself holy.
1: Exactly. And not
0: do what everyone else is doing because you're leading other people in your ministry.
1: Yeah. And see, like Pastor Mitchell, when that happened, he had to relay that to all the other pastors. Like he couldn't just be like, hey, no more TV. And then the other pastors would have been like, well, why? And then his answer couldn't have been, well, because I said so, like, I, I don't know, just like, don't do it. Like he had to, he had to know why that was such a revelation for him. And he had to explain that to the other pastors. And that's like the most fundamental part of believing what you believe is you can't believe what you believe and have no reason. Like you have to have reasons and evidence and stuff that backs up your belief. Like what I I think of like when you were talking about your parents and how, you know, your grandpa and your and your and your parent and your family like kicked him out is I think about um, when Elijah was talking to the prophets of Baal. And it's in first Kings 18 and uh, like one part of the scripture says um, Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions if the Lord is God follow him, but if Baal follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left the prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Like Elijah was so confident in what he believed. Elijah was so confident in the Lord that he was willing to take on 450 men that did not believe what he believed. And if you read the whole chapter, like he he tells them to prepare a sacrifice and he mocks them because Baal couldn't. Baal is not God and he couldn't c- consume the offering and all this stuff. So that fundamental thing is if Elijah didn't believe what he really believed, that would have never happened. You don't challenge 450 men for something that you don't truly believe. And that's like the fundamental part of Christianity is you have to understand what you believe.
0: Not only understand, but also be able to call people on it yeah here's this man the prophet and he says i'm gonna call you on it and i think that's where most christians decide they don't want to go there exactly because they don't want that rejection Mm -hmm. where they don't want to say you know what i did the research i i know god is real or he has changed my life these are the things that i believe in but then they come to that point where now you have to make that stand on it where You're saying, this is the side I choose on. And most Christians don't want to do that. Yeah. Where it comes to the point where, you know, the news is challenging you now. Your friends are challenging you. Your family's challenging you. There's all these people that are coming against you and saying, you know what? Are you sure this is what you really believe in? Are you sure this is what you're called to do? Are you sure that Jesus changed your life, that you've been set free? And there's no distinction point where or there's no point for you to rise up and say yes this is what i believe in yeah it's that point where you have to make that that deciding factor to say you know what i am not going to be a pansy christian yeah. i'm not going to conform but i am going to be set apart i'm going to be dedicated i'm going to have this righteousness in my life this is what i am tending to i guess
1: yeah you have to you know stand up for what you believe in and a lot of people, you may be you may be watching, I mean, hearing or watching whatever this podcast. And you're thinking like, well, what is the proof or what is what is something that I can go look at or, or research or something? And I was looking at some things. So I have a couple points um, and you could chime in too, Raymond. Like proof one. I mean, obviously you're reading in the Bible, obviously. And you look up and you see cause and effect. A cause is something that produces an event. An effect is what results from an event. So you look all around the world, there's cause and effect. If I do something, something's going to happen. And um, proof two is design demands a designer. Like that's one of the most fundamental proofs of a designer that you look at in the world. You know, like a watch demands a watchmaker. Like it just doesn't happen. There's this popular... uh, Uh, One of these philosophers, um, he he put forth the idea, he's like, if you see a watch in the middle of the woods, your first thought is somebody dropped their watch here, right? Your first thought is not, oh my gosh, look at what nature made. Nature made this watch. Like the rocks formed and made this watch and it just appeared here. That's not your first thought. Your first thought is somebody dropped their watch here. You know, I hope they don't miss it too much. I hope they find it eventually or something. Everything that is constructed demands a designer. So why is that not the case for, you know, the galaxies and everything? So another one is life demands a life giver. Every single thing in nature, in animals, is born. It doesn't just appear. You know, you can look at the minute organisms. The minute organisms are replicated. They don't just appear. That that demands that somebody gave life to everything we see and then you can go further there's uniformity in everything like every human um for the most part has two eyes you know a nose two ears a mouth like everyone is uniform trees are uniform like the leaves like there's different things that you can see look around and show that god is real and that's just a few points to highlight the fact that Maybe to get the ball rolling in your mind, to get the ball rolling in your research. But those are a few of the things that I go to when I am confronted with somebody or if I am thinking to myself, you know, like trying to work through different things or, you know, just going through different things in my mind. Those are a couple of things that I go through. And those are the things I use to reaffirm my faith and my Christianity. And I just think that's super important because you have to, like I said, I keep I keep reiterating this point, you have to understand what you believe. And that's like one of the most fundamental things that Christianity is, is understanding why and what you believe.
0: That all encompasses what I'm going to present is that you're going to find people out there that are smarter than you, that have their own beliefs as well, and they're going to confront you Against your bel- your belief, your Christianity, if you're saved, and they're gonna tell you. This is what I believe, and it's those people that when you like we go door to door knocking on people's doors, and there's people there that are so smart that can twist your like twist your belief, twist certain things, and it makes you you leave that that house or that place or that conversation, and you're like, man, like, is what he's saying true? Is what he's saying? real is that how it really works and you go back home and that's where you have to have that foundation of thing no I know God is real no matter what but then you have to do your research you have to figure out is this true or not where you look at the scriptures find out what's really going on or what they really saying is true or is it all lies are they missing something is there something messed up I remember in Denver I was at uh, the Colorado Mills Mall and I was by myself. I think Marissa went back to El Paso to visit her family. And I'm walking around. This guy comes up to me, and he asks me, are you saved? And so, I, I, mean, I, was a, I mean, I'm was mean, i pastoring there in Denver. So I was like, um, yeah, I'm saved. And this is the first time I get approached by anybody asking me if I believe in salvation. And so I was curious on what he had to tell me and stuff. And he starts to talk to me about this Jesus is already on earth. This is his name. And this he comes from... I forgot where, from somewhere far east and all this stuff. And I'm, and I'm thinking about it. And he had scripture to back it up. He had yeah. – I'm not – yeah. I don't know everything that he said, but he had all this scripture to back it up. He was going off of the Bible and stuff. And if I wasn't truly saved, if I didn't read my Bible beforehand, if I didn't know I got converted by Jesus, I could have believed this guy. Yeah, exactly. He was a young kid. He did his research. He thought he knew what was going on. And I told him, you know – did this the main, the main thing that broke his argument was like, did this man die and rise again? Is there a date that for sure that you know that he died and that he rose again? He couldn't tell me when I said, well, my Savior isn't dead. Yeah. My Savior, he's in heaven right now. He died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Now he's alive again, and I know why. Because I asked him to change me, convert my life, my heart, and he entered my life, and he set me free.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess that's the most fundamental part of uh, Christianity is God coming into (laughs) your heart and into your life and changing you and transforming you. Obviously, having a uh, true conversion is super important. Like, you can't have that without the other things. Like, you can't say, like, oh, I believe in God, but you're not truly transformed and you're not truly converted. You know, it's like one comes from the other. So obviously you have to have that, that conversion, that true repentance and say, you know what, God, I, I repent of my sins and I accept your son as my Lord and savior. But yeah, man, like I've, I've had people, they come up to me and they, they say like weird things and like just off brand stuff. And if you don't, I mean, like I said, if you don't understand what you believe, you can get tripped up. And I've kno- I've known people where they go off the deep end and they get tripped up by something, some weird theology, some weird uh, belief, and they question God so much to the point where they backslide. And that's like, um, that's hard to do if you really understand what you believe, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that's a, that's another another point there, is like, if you don't have that distinction. Then you're just going to mend with the world. Yeah. You're just going to – in that video you were talking about, the guy said, if we don't stand our what's right, we're going to eventually back off, back off, back off and to the point where like, well, we'll just make this all equal. Yeah. Which, again, God said, this is not what I came to do. It's supposed to be something where you guys are going to come be a come against. And I can see that right now in the Christian world. I mean – there's certain artists that say they're Christian, but they still perform with worldly artists. I mean, I'm not here to say that's wrong or that's not right. There has to be that distinction. Yeah. Where do those people? Let me let me put it this way: those people that go and perform with you, if they're worldly or if they're unsaved, do they feel like you know what? I'm living wrong when they're around you. Do they feel? Do they feel that conviction of knowing I am a sinner? When I'm in your presence or is it just like, man, this guy's just like me. He's cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. He He's just like a cleaner version of me. Doesn't cuss or doesn't go with women. But is there that conviction yeah. of like, man, if I don't get right, then I won't make heaven my home. Is That's my question as far as the people that are Christians say that they're Christians, making Christian music, but still yet have this camaraderie with unsaved people saying, yeah, come with us, perform with us, we can make good music together, we can, which, I mean, it sounds great, music's probably powerful, all this praise and worship and all this stuff, and you think that everything's fine and dandy, but in reality, Jesus came here not to bring all the joy and all the glory to people, but to say, you know what, no, you're going to have to make a choice, are you going to follow me? Or you gonna turn away like the rich young ruler. Are you gonna follow me or turn away? Yeah. With the when he said that Sermon on the Mount and the people turned away, it, the twelve of the disciples were the only ones the that only stayed ones, with him. yeah. And so it's like, are you gonna leave as well? Or are you gonna conform? Are you gonna say, you know what, yeah, it's all good. The, the, I don't care if if you're have your stuff just as long as they enter mine, it's all good. No, you're gonna have to say, you're gonna have to come to that point and say, No, this is this is not right.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to know for sure in your heart that what I'm saying is true and basically I don't care what you think. Like it's almost like a boldness. Like it's boldness. Like that's what it is. And people are afraid – like sometimes people are afraid to be bold because like they don't want to lose friends and they don't want to lose relationships and stuff. But if you're bold and you lose a friendship, you lose a relationship or your family looks at you weird – Like, at least you have the confidence that, you know what, God, I stood up for what I believe. I'm making heaven my home. And if that person doesn't like what I am, who I am, then they're probably not a good person to be hanging around with anyways. You know, like you have to draw that line at some point. And obviously you do it with grace. I mean, you're going to want to reach the world for Jesus. You're not going to be in a bubble and say, well, if you don't believe what I believe, then, you know, I don't care about you. Obviously, you care about people, but there comes a point where when you're working with a person or when you're working with people or when you're talking to people, if they're not truly into getting converted and they don't want anything to do with you because of what you believe, then sorry, but I'm not going to bring down my beliefs just for your friendship, you know? Like, it, it sounds bad when you talk about it, but that's what it has to be, you know? Like that's that's what it has to be.
0: Yeah. So again to the title of this podcast, Pansy Christianity. Something that you need to think about. Um am I am I a real Christian? Am I like the twelve disciples that you know what, even though they all got killed, gruesome, they still stood up for what they believed in, or are you gonna be converted and join with the world and say, Nah, this is this is too much for me. Yeah. I'm going to do what the world has for me. So that's it for our podcast, uh, Food for Thought. Again, I thank you for listening to Cookies and Cream. Uh, we are on Apple Podcast, on Spotify. Uh, you can subscribe, like, draw, tell other people about it. We can't do this without you. Um, so thank you once again for joining, and we'll catch you at the next episode.